Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. And I am Matthew. And welcome to an episode of Pappy's Flatshare Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. <laughs> Beef brother sorting out your briefs, cold cuts. Cold cuts. Oh, oh I love it there. We're sorting out them briefy briefs. briefs. We're not just sorting out your beefs anymore. We're going into your underwear drawer and having a little rummage. Um, but don't worry, only to like Marie Kondo it and, you know, roll them all up nice and small and uh, stack them. Um, in fact, we, hey. talk about, we talk about this later. This is actually treading on the toes of stuff we talk about in the podcast. So let's not... Uh, Let's not waste any more time. Um, um, what a treat it is. This week we have one of our podcasting and comedy heroes, Mr. Adam Buxton. Yes. Uh, enjoy the episode. If you do enjoy this episode, don't forget that if you go to our Patreon for just $5 and above, you get a free bonus episode every single day. We're doing daily episodes during the lockdown. So get on there now. Patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share. Uh, they're really fine episodes. And we've got about, we're on to about sort of, We've not done only 30 of them now, so 30, loads to listen to. 30,000 episodes. 30,000 episodes <laughs> to enjoy. Um, before we get to Adam, I just wanted to Sorry. read this out really quickly. Yes, go on. Um, from, we got this message on Twitter, uh, at Pappy's Tweet, if you want to get in touch. Um, Tibbs on Twitter. You know, in the uh, Lulu Popplewell episode, we were talking about um, names like Charity Night. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he writes in touch, he gets in touch to say... Um, I used to work with a Hollywood and a Winifred Chimes who went by Win Chimes. <laughs> nice. No. Yeah. Any more of those we'll gratefully accept. Um, get in touch with us. Uh, beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also send all your beefs there as well. But let's get cracking, shall we? Let's listen to the episode. Well, if you got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you got a problem, call it a beef. If you got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef Brothers sorting out your beef. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. Look at you with your long, luxuriant hair. I know. This is a proper... I mean, I, I normally wear it long, but this is really... This is proper lockdown hairdo. Yeah, man. It suits you. You look like podcast Jesus. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. We, we got that, right? We were recording that. Yeah. Yeah, podcast Jesus. <laughs> and how are you, Ben and Tom? And Very Emma, well, nice you. to see you. Hello. Hi. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Going to go up on the moor at the weekend it's uh you know kill some people kill, kill a few people it's always good it feels like the right place to kill someone on more doesn't it yeah, oh, yeah definitely what else do you do on a more <laughs> you, you can kill them and it's slightly romantic at the same time yeah there's a sort of tempestuous oh. love affair aspect to it as well which is nice yeah, yeah which is nice it is nice to have that it's nice yeah it's, it's really nice, nice. It's how nice. are you doing buddy? now you're I'm, I'm all right man um yeah very good uh i'm just checking i want to give you an honest answer Yes. Okay. Yeah. Up and down. You know, I think like everyone else, isn't it? It's it's sort of good days thinking, yeah, this is nice. And then bad days, you look at the news and you feel bad for people. And then sometimes you feel, a, you just sort of think, oh, I'm a bit w- worried and I feel mad. 
And uh, also, I always make the mistake of looking at the BBC News website first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I think it's shit. I think it might be shit. <laughs> <laughs> like they, there's no sort of coherent, they can't really make up their minds if they are the lickspittles of the government, basically, yeah. you know, parroting everything that Boris Johnson says, or are they striking a note of suspicion and and uh, dissent you know and it it leaves me just feeling depressed and confused basically so what you really want is you want to be like in china or somewhere where there's just one source of news <laughs> there's no doubt and it just there's no yeah that's what you don't like is the ambiguity of the, yeah. of, the, of the news at the moment i think that's the thing that is beneath stop me if uh, if uh, we need to just start doing this properly but that no, i no. do think that that is part of the thing that no one is really able to talk about is that you know there's a whole program about oh why is why is it going so much better for the people in Korea well because they all fucking do what they're told that's why <laughs> because everyone yeah. in this country and in America are like no I'm not fucking doing that fuck that shit yeah there's nothing like the pain of immediate death to make you really start listening to the government yeah exactly but anyway makes those haircuts um, feel less urgent doesn't it but then, you know, if if we were living in North Korea, we'd get the sort of government issue haircut and we wouldn't, there'd be no choice well, to the you matter. You certainly wouldn't and be then, podcast Jesus, would you? I wouldn't be podcast Jesus. No, I'd be podcast Jong-il. <laughs> That's also going on the poster. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, as long as I have some level of power, that's all I care about. Pod Jong-il. I've got my Joe Rogan microphone. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. today. Are you, yeah, so... We, we do have a lot of incels who listen to our podcast, so it's the perfect, <laughs> it's the perfect setup. This is, this is my cheesy DJ recording studio. <laughs> I've never played that before. <laughs> you had it so close to hand as well. I know. I've got all these things that I literally never touch. You're listening to I've Never Played That Before. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea for, be, a, for a I show. I know, I actually. quite like that. Or what about I've never played with that before? That would be a different it's kind a, of It's show. a fruitier version of it. That'd have to be a little <laughs> yeah. bit later on in the, in the evening. Yeah. It's ITV2, not BBC4. Exactly. We would, we would, yeah, I, I do like the idea of you get an instrument and you give it to uh, a, a top celebrity that's never played the instrument before and just see how they get on with it. Yes. Like, but you do it I mean, like I've your... been doing that all my life. Not that I'm a top celebrity, but I am surrounded by instruments that I can't play. Have you got anything else you want to give it, give us a bash on? <laughs> this is, this is my go-to. This is a Q chord, and um, it is really great. I like anything that sort of arpeggiates and creates chords. So you've immediately got just that's sort of the demo a, feature, isn't it? A groove, but then you can change the chord. And then you can go. Are you going to soundtrack the whole show? That's like this was like a quite professional sounding bed. I mean, it's good, and it's got it's got several presets, and I have just raided that thing <laughs> this way and that for the last fifteen years or something. How much did that set you back? Because Tom was looking at a guitar the other day and thinking, I think I could learn the guitar in lockdown. Well, we've told him he can't. There's no way he can. There's no way Tom's got the musical ability to learn guitar. No. But that feels like you just pressed a few buttons and a, and a sort of serviceable song came out of it. 
Yeah, I am Googling how much acute... They are also known as Omnicords. Um, and you can get more or less expensive versions of them. I mean, they're basically about 150 quid or something. Oh, it's not the go. end of the world. 150 quid. Well, that's 50 quid from me, 50 quid from Clarky, 50 quid from you, Adam. We could give... <laughs> sort, sort this out. Give, give Parry a nice lockdown present. Yeah. Uh, playing guitar. My son is right now having a guitar lesson with one of our friends who is in Birmingham. And I was supposed to be doing it with him, but I forgot I was talking to you guys. Uh, and he is supposedly learning how to play guitar. So, yeah, people are doing it. Well, it's nice to know that you've decided to do this rather than spend quality time with your son. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I've had... You've, made a, you've, you've, you've thrown a little bit of guilt into the oh, whole recording no. now, haven't you? Sort of like, uh, I no, was we'll supposed be... to spend time with my son, but now I've got to chat to you guys. <laughs> We've had too much quality time recently. Last night... My son, my eldest son, and my wife uh, gathered together and we watched a film called Avengement. Have you seen that? No. No. It's, it was described as uh, John Wick on a micro budget. <laughs> Great. Um, but it's more violent than that. Like, it's ridiculously violent. And there's almost no story whatsoever. It's like, geezer goes to prison. And his brother on the outside arranges for all the villains in the prison to kill him in case he grasses him up. So they, so every day he's in prison, people come and try and smash his face in. But he turns himself into a fighting machine and he, he fights back and he kills most of them. And then eventually yeah. breaks out of prison and goes to find his brother and kill him and a load of other blokes in a pub. And it's that's basically it. And it's just swearing and extreme violence for an hour and a half. So Sold. after that, we'd all had enough of each other, me and my wife and my son just <laughs> need some time apart. This, this seems to come up a lot on, on the podcast. But what like if you if you were if you ended up in prison, yeah. <laughs> when you end up in prison, um, sure. what uh, what kind of a prisoner do you think you're going to I mean, do you think you'll do you think you've got it in your in your back pocket to turn into a, into a fighting machine? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking about while I was watching that's, it. How do you not think about that when you're watching a film like that? Yeah. Um, I think I would be a kind of... I'd be probably a sort of weaselly fix-it guy. I'd be just trying to... Ing I'd be sliming around trying to ingratiate myself and doing deals. Or I'd be just cheering people up. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you smuggle your Omnicord into prison. I was going to say, yeah, like, someone comes to deck, deck you and you, you just pull out a little instrument and play a little ditty and they're like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm thoroughly charmed. He's the Omnicord, guys. Yes. There must be a con like me in every prison. I'm the guy with the Omnicord. There you go. Here we go. You can't get shivved to this kind of music. Maybe you shouldn't have done that crime before. Uh, hang on, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> right, I don't know if you want to be moralising to the people who are about to beat you up. <laughs> that's a good point. Hang on. Please don't beat me up. <laughs> I'm a really nice guy. I can get you stuff like toothpaste and a Spanish fly. 
I don't know why I mentioned Spanish fly. <laughs> I guess it goes because it rhymed. Oh, please don't beat me up. No, I mean, there you go. I wouldn't. Two Spanish flies, please. <laughs> What is a Spanish fly? <laughs> Isn't it an aphrodisiac? You don't want to be giving up. You don't want to be giving the, the man who's about to beat you up. I mean, it would certainly change his tack <laughs> if you've got him all, all horn dogged. Yeah. But um, no, I, I think that's the kind of person I, I would I would try and provide some sort of uh, edifying service for the prisoners. You know what I mean? Like I would help them write letters <laughs> home. Oh, in the old days that's, that's nice. what people used to, like yeah, villains yeah. never used to be able to write letters home yeah but i think they i think most prisoners can write that's, that, so that's, that's gonna, it as well you're gonna you're gonna find the heart of gold in the uh in the hard screws that that'll be uh your talent you bring that's out, right you bring out their soft side no i guess what i would do um, is help them produce an award-winning podcast about life inside i remember whenever me and Joe were nominated for an award when we were at uh, Six Music, which we were a few times. We went to the Sonys and we were always beaten by um, these people that did prison radio. You can't beat that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We were, we were beaten to death. <laughs> well, that was pre-Omnicord, wasn't it? You didn't have anything yeah, exactly. to pacify them. No, they um, apparently, yeah, they... they They've just got the best um, radio going on there, and they're making these extraordinary, um, moving pieces of radio. But there's only so, one way uh, to hear that, and you have to you have to do bird. Is that like yeah. you, know, you have to get inside to listen? So good, you don't want to leave. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I no. I think you can. I think the. I'm not sure actually. That is a good point. I'm not sure if it's just. In the <laughs> in prison, you have to be in prison to listen. No, surely not. Because it's if he, winning a Sony. If he's broadcasting to the outside world, you know, the, the the DJ, presumably also another prisoner, could be communicating messages out to the to you know, say, go and kill my brother because my brother's trying to kill me. Here's a harp. That's right. They'll be ter- telling them where all the booty is buried and all that stuff. Is that kind of? I'm using the right prisoner lingo, right? Well, they're, no. they're going to be no. called by All Saints and uh, yeah, or they're all the link perfectly. They're all just pirates. <laughs> um, so what we, we we've, we've slightly gone off off topic here because that's not yes. really what we're supposed to be talking about. But Sorry. it was um, no no please don't apologise. It's the first person anyone's brought an omnic uh, first uh, person who's brought an omnicord onto the podcast. So it's uh, it's delightful to have you on. Um, yeah. What kind of a what kind of a I mean, you're not a flatmate, obviously. You're a you're a, a father and husband. But um, yes. what kind of a person are you to live with? Ooh, uh, actually, I was I was thinking about that before because you asked if I had any kind of beefs with other members of the household, and I yes, was thinking right. it's more likely that they've got beefs with me. I'm sure. I mean, I, I always like to think of myself as easygoing and fun. But I'm probably not. I've got quite a good. I've got quite a good sense of smell, and so I'm constantly going around the house, just going, "What is that?" And sometimes it's real things. The other day, I smelt death. Oh no! And yeah, and I was thinking, where is that death coming from? Ah. <laughs> uh, Am I imagining it or what? Is that is that my farts or is that actual death? And I couldn't find it. And I thought, okay, something's died. It's a rat because we've had a, a rat that's died in the ceiling before. Yeah. And I was crawling around up in the attic and uh, 
couldn't find it anyway eventually found that a baby rabbit had somehow got in the house crawled underneath the shower there's a sort of little space beneath the base of the shower that should be inaccessible but isn't and the poor rabbit had expired under the shower and was just sticking the place up Anyway, that's a sad story. To yeah, that's a really upsetting story to start <laughs> off with. Good I was going to sense of smell it. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're you're a bad person to live with, but you're not the worst thing in your house because there is a dead baby rabbit under your shower. Yeah, but the dead the dead baby rabbit's probably more sympathetic than I am. No, so I'm very. <laughs> I'm not controlling exactly, but I am like, I do like things a certain way. So I find it very difficult to shut up when, when things are annoying, you know, I mean, just standard stuff. I go on about it all the time. Like people leaving the dishwasher drawer open, you know, the door of the dishwasher open, cupboard doors open. So you, you kind of turn around and go to get a cup out of the cupboard and you just get smacked in the face by the side of the door things like that i've got a very nice set of ceramic knives that are extremely sharp and i have them mounted on a block on the wall and i thought if i did that it would be a clear indication that no one else was really welcome to use the knives (laughs) that these were my knives and uh, of course, but I never actually said that because I thought, well, that would be sort of in- insane and fascistic. So everyone just uses the knives and then they don't put them back in the block. And they just uh, also you're not supposed to put them in the dishwasher. Just stop me anytime. Oh, no, no, no. This, no, is, no, this, this, is, this is exactly what we want to talk about. This yeah. is what I'm supposed about. to put the ceramic knives in the dishwasher. They put them in the dishwasher. Oh, they don't put them back in the block. Someone's already dropped one of the knives and the tips come off. It's broken oh, off. Oh, my God. No one will admit to it. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know who that was. Someone and knows. Someone killed someone a baby knows. rabbit with one of them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right, so That's right. is a ceramic knife, they're all, or every part of the knife ceramic? Am I being stupid? The, the blade is ceramic. The blade's ceramic. Yeah. So it's white. And the idea is, well, it's true that they don't need sharpening. I, 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 I'm not sure if you are able to sharpen a ceramic. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't have a ceramic knife. No. Because no. I don't You're... know enough about them. But they are sharper and easier to keep sharp than a standard steel blade. So they're pretty great. And when you come and slice up a really unforgiving uh, squash. Oh, that's the hardest vegetable, isn't it? To hack away at. Sometimes you can uh, you can get exhausted and there's always a chance that if you're trying to slice through like half a squash, half a mean, firm squash, (laughs) that knife might slip and and you could injure yourself in all kinds of ways with the ceramic knife. It just glides through the squash. And it, it just the squash just falls into two pieces, obligingly saying, "Come inside." Me. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I say, "Whoa, steady on squash!" Transporting me back to prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's not on the recipe. Um, but uh, yeah, so they are great. They're a, they are a game changer, and I want to protect them. But no one else in the house seems to care. So I'm always just. I'm basically ping-ponging between sort of wandering around, sniffing at things, going, what is that smell in the fridge? Why, why, is, why is the fridge smelling like that? Is there, have you bought cheese? I don't like cheese. I mean, I hate cheese. Oh, you hate oh. cheese and you've got a keen sense of smell. You might be a yeah. terrible housemate. 
No, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm beginning to realise as I'm speaking that I'm a fucking nightmare. <laughs> is is your sense of smell the reason you, you're not a cheese fan? Uh, I would say that's part of it. Yeah, I don't like death and the smell of death. So you know, that's why I don't like cheese. Do you think cheese I mean, smells of death? Surely no. I mean, yeah, it does. Come what? on. Well, right. I'm, all all cheeses like acro- uh, acro- across the board cheeses like a like a mild cheddar still smells of death to you. Yeah, if you put all the elements that are in the smell of death in a Venn diagram <laughs> and then you put all the elements that make cheese smell of cheese, they are going to cross over hugely, those what? two Venn diagrams. Just a sort of, you know, musty, what, what the, musty the... decaying funk. It's all lo- lots of things decaying cheese, isn't it? Sort of dusty, possibly some sort of fecal matter in there. Is that, yeah. That's kind of what I'm imagining the smell of death is. I don't yeah, think that's, that's no. oh, I thought you were describing cheese. <laughs> no, <laughs> there you well, go. I am to you, but no, I love. I, I mean, I, I, it's one of the one of the great joys in life is a nice cheese board. I don't nope. think it doesn't. It doesn't remind me. It makes me feel alive. It's quite nope. the opposite. It doesn't. I don't think of it as a death board. What about um, when your feet really stink? Does that make you feel alive? Yeah, it sort of does actually. I, I, I was, <laughs> proves I'm living, doesn't it? It proves that you know I'm, I'm, I'm using these feet. I'm walking around. I'm getting my steps in. Yeah, you've got a disease. <laughs> That's well, what it proves. It's, it proves that you've got athlete's foot. Yeah, but you know, like an athlete. There's nothing else I'm doing. <laughs> nothing else I'm doing is like an athlete. This yeah. is a great. You know, at least my feet are like just I mean, having damp feet. Yeah, like an athlete would. Like an athlete, or you know, like so, like a soldier in the in the trenches, like you know, trench foot, athlete's foot. These are things to us, you know. Oh these my are aspirational god! I'm, figures. I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop here because I'm getting real hankering for some cheese <laughs> with this talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we? We've actually got a we've got a um, uh, a freezer based beef, um, Clarky. I think I sent it to you. Have you, you got did, your? You uh, did. Yes, I've got. Shall, uh, we, shall we start with knotty beef? Knotty beef from Ben via Beef Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch, Get guys. In touch. Um, hello, lads, producer, and guest. My housemate, hello, my housemate, also girlfriend, has a habit of tying knots in packets, brackets, bread, frozen peas, etc. Despite the fact that we have clips to keep these things sealed, and trying to undo a frozen knot is a necessary is an unnecessary expenditure of time and effort, and I cannot and do not need. Uh, I have asked her to not do this and explained why, but it still happens. Can you solve the beef? Many thanks, Ben, front names only. Okay, right. Adam, where do you stand on the uh, the tying the knot in the uh, in the packets? What's the name of that fellow? Ben. 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 1,000% sympathy with Ben. Just, I think that sounds like a living nightmare. Well, I mean, I know we're in the middle of a, <laughs> of a living, cataclysmic of a living <laughs> pandemic living nightmare, but that just but. takes it to a different level. That's the cherry on top. That's the knot on top of the... Uh... No, that is absolutely infuriating. That's unforgivable. But hang on. And also, he, he correctly points out there's clips. I mean, the clips are bad enough, but if you really need to seal those packets, that's what the clips are for. Well, well, ha- well hang on a sec. Clip, well, let's, let's talk about why clips are bad enough, because surely how else if you're not what, are you using just a twist of the bag is that all you're using i do like a twizzle a f- i'll do a twizzle is fine a Nothing twizzle wrong is fine with a, twizzle. a twizzle is fine for a for a, a, a large bag of garden peas in a freezer they're going to scatter everywhere yeah no not if you do it carefully you don't you're not like exactly. ma- ga- right. 
Let's, no start, with, let's, let's, start, with let's start with the aperture. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of an aperture are you creating in the packet to you're begin getting, with? You're getting a pair of scissors and you're just chopping off a corner. That's all you well, need. Or you, oh, a wow. small corner. If a it's small a small corner, corner then you're going to be fine. If you're just like, this is the thing with my son as well, who is 15 <laughs> and just sort of... I want, uh, there's got to be another word. I was going to use a bad, bad word. But he, he, <laughs> he sort of violates the uh, cereal packets. I can imagine the actual <laughs> Tears open the, the top of the cereal packet. So it's just every single time he goes to serve himself some Cheerios, they just go everywhere. They, you know, they, there's no way they're just going in the bowl. Everywhere around the house is just covered in Cheerios because of his sloppy aperture creation um skills or lack thereof and so if you if you just make a small hole and then when you're finished with the packet of peas or whatever it is as ben says you give it a twist or what's wrong with a nice fold and then you just lean the packet against something else so that the fold remains down everything yeah. stays yeah, fresh and nice and cold is, you're living in a dream world yeah, this is a, so, for, uh, for so, why is that no good well, for, I, for i'm someone, 100 with you look for someone who's who's complaining about stench and smell getting out like smell is not going to be held back by a fold and a lean, you know. There's no smell of frozen peas in the freezer. Be- <laughs> Ooh, frozen pea stench! That's not something that is <laughs> no, but but like regularly a problem for me. The stench of fresh bread. But like, if, if you <laughs> no, ca- carry the rule across the board, you know, yeah. folds and twizzles. It's not enough, is it? Like a knot, no. a knot is going to give you the security that you crave in terms of like not what, having what, a what? contamination of smells that like the knot is the tried and tested it there's a you know it's it's been going on for centuries the fold and the lean hasn't been going on like that was yeah but we're know, not on a sail we're not on a sail ship we're not asking you to fold and and lean the mast you don't have a twizzle no. badge in the scouts do you know what i mean <laughs> no one's gone that's a fine twizzle oh Tom. yeah well, I, I want to remind you, though, that we are talking specifically about a guy dealing with the contents of a freezer. Yeah. That is that that stuff is not stinking, really. It's all frozen. All you need to do is just stop everything from scattering around the inside of the freezer. And to do that, a fold or a twist is going to do the job. You don't need to start like making knots in things unless you're not going to be using them for a while surely but say for example you're reaching into the freezer you're pulling out a bag of frozen cherries the, pe- the, the peas at this stage are still leaning against the um the side of the you know the, the, the side of the, the drawer a, However, a the bag f- of frozen cherries has really piqued everyone's interest oh, yeah, everyone yeah, likes the side of that frozen cherry <laughs> um, i'm gonna buy some glacé cherries and freeze oh, them today oh, and oh, then i'm gonna suck on them all this weekend. is this is, this is very much my this is my wife's uh sort of tv treat if we're if we're watching telly and she wants a snack she just gets a gets the frozen cherries out the freezer oh, just eat some, eat some eat some frozen yeah Ooh, they're baby. like they're like little sort of icy sweets yeah man and uh have you heard of alcohol <laughs> oh that's that's very much my treat so wow. if you've got some enjoying... alcohol and popped a few frozen cherries in there instead Ooh, of ice cubes do you know that's a brilliant idea oh, oh mate right. oh, this is a yes, great idea yes 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 and then you yeah, do you it responsibly, could, obviously. But. You could do like a you could do like a frozen cherry mojito. Now that's a nice that would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, I was thinking or you like could a do bourbon. a savoury version. 
with gravy and frozen peas that you've got <laughs> yes, absolutely. rolling yeah. around in the tray. Yeah, at Christmas you can do Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I love the idea. The old roast, the old roasty cocktail. With yeah. a little, what you do is with the, with the Yorkshire pudding, just you tear a little <laughs> half out of the Yorkshire pudding and just stick it on the side of the glass. Yes. I'd... Or you could do, yeah, like Ikea meatballs in there, frozen yeah, meatballs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then it's not this a, is a good idea. It's not a bad but... idea at all, actually. Um, well, that hasn't quite solved the, the problem. Maybe though. it has. Um, Maybe if you just shift into frozen cocktails, a couple of those, and you're not going to worry about having a knot in the freezer. You're going to worry no, far the idea... less if you're drinking gravy. Bottom line, undoing a frozen knot is bad that is that will drive me absolutely sad <laughs> <laughs> you've driven me to the edge of sadness here <laughs> uh, so what what have you got okay so let's i'm doing the frozen knot let's say that's bad okay we'll, we'll get rid of the frozen knots what have you got against the, the pegs or the clips what again you... just another uh, just another layer of irritation and annoyance one more thing to do i just think like so for example I'm aware that I'm all over the place here as far as being uptight. Oh, look, I'm wandering around objecting to the smell of this and that. And why aren't my knives in the block? And at the same time, I'm like, well, I'll just fold it. Who cares? But <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that it does work if you just do it conscientiously. Like, for example, if you've got a fairly large packet of crisps, um, what are you going to do after you've had a handful of crisps? Those large, fairly stiff packets. Oh, those little kettle chip oh, bags. Yeah, that's right. You roll, not, it, you roll up the top and put a put a garden peg on the top of it. That's what I do. Garden peg is it right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to have a garden peg handy. And well, I've got and, a drawer that's full of them. Yeah, this is just you know, it's just a little bit of forethought, a little bit of extra planning. Have you got a peg drawer. Yeah, you say that, but that's not got really. Drawer, yeah. You've got a peg drawer and frozen cherries. What a life you're living. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just got treats all over the place. What a life you're living, Crosby. They call you me podcast it. Jesus. <laughs> pop a cherry in there. Pop a peg on that. Absolutely. What a life. No, peg is good. Sure, I think that is a good idea. But but we, you know, it's a family of five, and um, there's no discipline, and the peg is just going to go wandering. No one's going to use the peg. So basically, a fold of the crisps, and then. Re lie them down so that they, <laughs> the fold is not just going to pop back up and uh, firstly I love the idea sold. that you've got a bag of crisps in a family of five and the crisps aren't being eaten in one sitting <laughs> secondly I think we've hit on something we've, we've hit on something here isn't it because you were saying you're inconsistent in your in the way that you sort of um, approach these household chores sometimes they drive you up, up the wall other times you're quite laissez-faire but is that mm -hmm. because you've had to adapt to a laissez-faire attitude to certain things because you know there are certain battles you'll never win are you secretly, yeah, exactly. you're secretly a clip man, but you think there's no point with it. We can't do a clip in this household. So I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, uh, as an affectation, adopt a very laissez-faire <laughs> attitude as to an... the entirety of the, of the freezer. I'm just going to, yeah, you're right. As, I'm an sure freezer guy. as an affectation. That's so well, it damning. Be, it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, it's not, it's not damning. It's just, I'm just trying to get to that. I'm just trying to get just to just one the... of your little affectations that you I'm pretend to, to, to not care of the about. Man. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand Adam here so we can understand better what, why he's so... What a crap affectation to adopt. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know what my thing's going to be. I'm going to be the guy who doesn't care about peas in the freezer. Yeah, that's fresher week sorted for me. I'm the peas guy. <laughs> that would be enough for a character in a sitcom, though, wouldn't yeah. it? Or at least it would be in a sitcom that I would write. Sure. <laughs>
don't know if you've seen Bad Ops, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the peas guy. The peas he doesn't guy. mind about peas. <laughs> what, one, of the, one of the early notes we got back on our, on our, our first treatment for Bad Ops was... Um, um, wearing a dressing gown isn't a character. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? They were and, right. And they were right. But we stuck to our guns. wearing the dressing gown. <laughs> yeah. I think that that I don't think that that's necessarily right. I think it's all in the casting. You get the right person in that dressing gown. Oh, okay. Well, well let's let's not let's not pick at that scab. <laughs> I think that was the problem. That was the problem. <laughs> Sitcom magic. No, you're absolutely right. It's inconsistent because if I was living alone, I would be living the semi-obsessive compulsive. I know obsessive compulsive disorder is a serious thing and I'm glad that I don't fully suffer from it, but I would be struggling with some minor form of that and uh, everything would be just so and the way I want it and it would be clips and all the knives would be in the in the, in the knife block and the dishwasher. Actually, I wouldn't even have a fucking dishwasher because they're a total waste of everything i would just wash up my plates after i use them i don't understand why that's so hard anyway um but living with five other humans and one great great dog means that there does have to be a certain amount of latitude otherwise it's a disaster area yeah so i'm it's inconsistent there are some things that i find myself not being able to budge on and i can't stop myself moaning about them but on the whole i try to be a bit more relaxed so what well is this what, is this our advice to ben what's our advice is to ben we say to him do we say do we say look some battles you're not going to win just don't care too much about it or do we say to him i've got a really sad suggestion for ben chop chop the knot oh, chop the knots off well, What's the sad one? Like, <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna say. Hey, wait a second. That's sounding suspiciously like avengement. It's <laughs> not get, in there. <laughs> get the omnicord. <laughs> um, what about what about experimenting with containers? I don't know. If, I don't know what age Ben's at in his life, but you know, oh. there's nothing wrong with going out there. You know, flirting with some tupper. Yeah, you know, get a Tupperware set. The peas go in there. Suddenly, you're just dealing with lids. Oh, hello! It all stacks. I don't want to be that guy. I know, like, you know, <laughs> it, it, I all, we all know that guy who puts his peas in Tupperware. I but, love that guy. You know, is, the, the, is Tupperware guy a good sitcom character? It's like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tupperware guy with dressing gown. There he is. That is a that is a great sitcom character. That's, That's a fully classic. rounded character. That's perfect. BAFTA, yeah. There you go. I think yeah, you know, he reaches Tupperware. He reaches into the pocket of his dressing gown, pulls out a Tupperware. Who knows what's inside? The episode carries on from there. You know, it's it's great. Yeah, this is at the start of every episode. There's him reaching plot. into his dressing gown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's he found in his Tupperware this week? The only thing, Tom, I would say about Tupperware guy is that he is going to run into trouble when, say, there's you know, like what? thirty-five peas left, right? And he's got a full-size <sighs> Tupperware in the cupboard. And he wants, you know. No, but you, you, what do you what do you do now? You've gone for the set. You've got smaller sizes of Tupperware. Nothing more so satisfying. Decant, than... No, but so that means he's have to decant every single time. Not so as, every time. I mean, he's going to have to work that Russian doll style. He's going to have to work down in sizes <laughs> through Tupperware. I think this is this to me. If you're if you're someone who's annoyed by undoing a knot, then no way you read decanting your peas every meal. Just it's just it's, that's that's an impossible impossible world to live in. I, well, if you want to go that way, have a pea pot, and it's like that's for the peas. <laughs> you can't call it the pea pot. He hasn't, he hasn't got a pot to pee in. 
by your missus. What does my peepot smell of death? <laughs> 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 this is reminding me of university. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. And have a little pee pot. That's what. That's where your pot's going, and off you go. Can I? Can I ask you seriously, all of you, if you ever have had a pee pot, like to, to actually pee in? in. No. Yeah, because you couldn't be like you've lived somewhere where maybe the toilet is not close, and so you just think. My it's my either brother, the sink or a pee pot. Yeah, my my brother did for a. Uh, uh, a few years he used to live in a in a place where he was on the the top floor and the bathroom was three floors down and along the bottom of the house so he oh. quite often used to adopt that with a pint glass he kept next to his bed pint glass uh which he obviously woke up one morning uh, very hungover oh. and uh, reached for what he thought was a glass of water on his bedside table and oh. yeah i think that was the end of peapot for him <laughs> <laughs> my housemate at uni had a pringles can that he wa- washed out and reused no Cause, pringles because in his words is that, is he, did you go to university with ollie Merce? <laughs> in, 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 in his words he said well it's lined with foil so i can reuse it oh uh, what was he studying at university it was some kind of um what it wasn't science no it wasn't science no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy Man, who kind of yeah terrible. yeah he fed the rat as well we had like a rat and we were uh, like oh god we've got a rat and he was like yeah yeah i've been feeding he, i saw him a few weeks ago i've been feeding him every day and he, he named the rat <laughs> was feeding him he, out of a different pringles can it was a, variety of pringles cans it was all a around real system of pringles cans <laughs> Um, so what are we saying to Ben? Because I, I realise we've we've spent quite a lot of time on this, and we've got a, a variety of solutions. There's either, you know, cut a, cut a small aperture and fold and lean, or twizzle. There's put put everything in a in a um, in a Tupperware, or I just remember I just, I just remembered that this whole conversation started with Adam screaming, "What about the aperture?" <laughs> I think that's. You've got to take it. You've got to walk the whole conversation back. He's got to sit down with his partner and say, "Look, we Listen can to solve this. this whole problem by considering the whole problem." <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice. I think that's it. I, I, I was going to say, um, "What about bread?" Let's. But let's. You know not. what? We've talked too much about it. We've talked too much about. It. Let, let them sort that out. They, they, they seem like adults. Yeah. Um, bread. I mean, obviously, you spin it. You spin and, it. it Here's a Hold question. It, spin it, it. Fold it under. Ben knows. <laughs> the weight of the bread. The, you're fine. Yes, mate. Do you reattach the small plastic um, sell-by date? That's oh, often, I have, a, that's I have I, a lot of I, fun I, trying to keep that going as long as possible. I reattach my, the small little yeah. bit of plastic. to. I do to amuse myself, but uh, I've yet to get my uh, 15-year-old son on board. <laughs> Then he'll be a man. Then he'll truly be a man. Yeah, Rudyard Kipling's poem. (laughs) Slightly less poetic version. If they were going to repurpose if for uh, a bread advert, that's what it would be about. Hovif. Hovif, exactly. (laughs) Um, Right, beef Beef sold. Beef closed. Beef sold. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Beef sold. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a message from Ronan uh, who says, is that... Is Ronan a male man or a lady woman or something other? We don't know. Anyway, uh, dear Beef Brothers, I'm currently stuck at home with my kids in lockdown. My eldest, who is eight, is a perfect little angel who does everything she's told. The problem is my youngest daughter, who is six, she's an absolute psychopath. (laughs) We have no control over her. She runs around smashing our house up while spitting and scratching us. Um, (laughs) When we put her to bed last night, she came back downstairs, looked us both in the eyes and told us, I will kill you sometime. (laughs) Please help. Hope you're all well. Peace out, Ronan. Wow. Whoa. I mean, if that's true. That's heavy. Then that is worrying, isn't it? That's very the omen, isn't it? Yeah. The evil I mean, child kids do say, sometime. kids do say the funniest things. <laughs> and they don't always mean it. <laughs> but I will kill you sometime. Certainly is not what you want to hear from your six-year-old. Have you heard that from any of your kids at any stage? Uh, yes, I would have to say, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's, it's not on because the thing okay. is, I, I've got a, I've got a, a, a nearly eleven-month-old baby, but she can't talk yet. It'd be so pretty big if those were her first you words. Could... <laughs> <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Hear the alarming stuff. If just while I'm while I'm feeding her some sort of pureed apple, she turns her head round to me and fixes me, and I will kill you sometime. Her head keeps on turning. (laughs) Red, red. Use the apple back at me. The other Um, thing is that when they're just learning to talk, sometimes you can't quite tell what they're trying to say. So if you're a very paranoid person, you could read all sorts of stuff into their mumblings. I kill you sometime. What was that? I'm going to kill you sometime. You, you love me? You love me? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you sometime. Kill you. Stupid, that sounds like stupid. a really old person, though. It's got <laughs> span the whole... Span, span the seven ages. Um, that's, uh, that's actually what sexy talk with my wife <laughs> Um, no, that is, but that is worrying. But I would say, don't give up hope. Six is a tricky age. Uh, so is seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and all the other ages. Um, but um, yeah, don't get too hung up on "I will kill you sometime." Uh, you know, the problem is that there's a lot of reckless influences around these days from the media. 
Um, and kids have access to all sorts of... Yeah, had you just watched pretty... a prison film with her? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Avengement with your six-year-old daughter? Has she now put tin foil on her upper row of teeth? My, and, my, uh, my, um, my friend had a five-year-old who was being problematic, and so he put a gate on the bedroom door, and then the five-year-old started climbing over the gate and getting out at night. So he got a second gate but put it above the first gate and effectively created like a prison door to the bedroom Uh, and this five-year-old he said he came up the stairs and this five-year-old in the night had taken his pajamas off climbed up onto the top gate and was just pissing through the prison door (laughs) like a dirty protest He'd gone Bronson on it. He'd stripped himself off. Oh, Bronson! He yeah. greased himself up, ready to go. Yeah. That's amazing. That oh, is wow. the thing. Like, I that's just reminded me of my son when he was about. He must have been about two or something. We heard him crying. Went upstairs, and that he had mounted a dirty protest, and it was a spectacular <laughs> piece of work. <laughs> and at that moment, your heart really sinks because you think oh is this it now is this what he's like is this going to carry on for a long time you never know if it's the beginning of a long phase or just a short one and actually almost always it's just a short one and everything is phases i uh, this is always what i say can i ask was his dirty protest a short one also or was that a very long phase (laughs) uh no short phase short phase (laughs) it happened it happened uh only maybe two or three times each time, of course, was very distressing for all concerned. Um, but then it just stopped when we started gaffer taping him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, with a, with a, with a phase. It's all well and good saying it's a short phase or a long phase. Yeah. But um, a killing phase, however short, <laughs> is still a bad phase to go it through. It was only a short killing phase. He only killed three. Um, <laughs> it was barely a spree. Exactly. I've, I've I've read. We need to talk about Kevin, and you know, what does he do? A couple of days. You know, he doesn't. He does an afternoon, really. It's, but it's, still afternoon. A pretty, it's a pretty strong phase from our Kev, isn't it? That's true. It's a hell of a shift. Um, did any of you, when you were young, say anything similar to your parents? I hate you, or I wish you were dead, or something like that. I definitely did a bit of I hate you. I don't think I ever went as far. I was quite. I was quite. I was quite like, quite friendly and, uh, and also quite scared. <laughs> I wouldn't have dared said that to my mum. Yeah, you went the. She opposite. said it to what me about... a lot. <laughs> what... <laughs> what about? I wish I'd never been born. Yeah, oh, I, I think I have. I'm, yeah, I've got to have done. Yeah, my, yeah. In fact, my mom, my mum and dad promised me the big. We, they had a loft extension, and um, there was like four of us. There was no space in the house, and this loft extension was like. This is the fu- This is going to be the future of the house, the loft extension. And they said, right, t- t- they said, like, Tom or Beth can have the loft extension. This seems like madness now. They said, well, toss a coin to see who wins the loft extension. No. So they tossed a coin and I won the loft extension. And I can remember thinking, this is the best day of my life. And then the next day they said, we've had a rethink and it, it makes a lot more sense if your two little brothers 
have the loft extension, so we're giving it to Ed and Tim <laughs> instead. And I, I didn't talk to my mum and dad for like four days. Quite right. Uh, like it's the first time I can properly remember rebelling against my mum and dad. And so to make it up to me, because they felt so guilty, they said, yeah. we're going to get furniture for your new bedroom and it's going to be really nice so you can get whatever you want. And we went to the furniture shop and in my funk, I chose everything black. So I had, <laughs> I had, I had a pitch black bedroom, black bed, black paper and it was like because that's how i fit that's my mood and i I lived in my black bedroom for three years and i want to paint it black yeah that was it i want gary newman posters on the wall and that's my reference (laughs) 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 and that's that's the only time that i ever felt properly like this is it man crosby you were a bit of a rebel weren't you yes but i would i didn't a very friendly you know what I was I was a rebel but a pushover. So I would I would like I would break curfew and stuff. I would go out late at night, but as soon as my dad would like or or as, as soon as my dad would work out where I was and like call the house of whoever's whoever we were hanging out with and they would go, "Right, you've got to go home." I wouldn't be like, "You know what? Fuck you guys." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> um and uh you know, I was just I, I I didn't have the courage of my convictions. I just like, you know, I just liked wearing Sex Pistols t-shirts. I didn't I didn't actually mean it, man. Yeah. yeah. Did any of you do things like uh, smoke in your rooms or drink a lot of booze at home or anything like that? We Not massively. I used to have sleepovers at Ben's house, and so all like the rebelling that I used to do would be at Ben's house. And so, like, when, whenever whenever Ben would come to my house, we'd always be like, "Well, we have got to behave ourselves." But then, whenever we went round to Ben's, we, were, we we had a gang called the Male Commandos. That was the name yes. of our gang, and we, we <laughs> our gang was three strong. <laughs> yeah, and we were, we were still good for a gang. We were called the Male Commandos, and our, our our motto was "All for one and all for babes." <laughs> Do you remember? Nice. <laughs> was, was, Watch like, out, babes. Yeah. And your other motto was no underwear, hence the commandos, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and also no babes, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> and and the closest we get to rebelling. Do you remember Clark? We used to sneak downstairs at two o'clock in the morning to watch like Die Hard and like yeah. Under Siege and stuff under like that. Under siege, yeah. And we had like yeah. a way of getting down the stairs without touching the ground. That we kind of we kind of we felt very like we creaky were, stairs. We felt so like we, we were Ocean's we found, Eleven, didn't we? Yeah. So what, like spreading your legs as far as you can and just stepping on the very su- edge of the steps. Stepping on the uh, on the banisters, even we oh, climb on the banisters wow. and could you could, down. wait? Could you slide down two banisters <laughs> on your hands and feet? Yeah. Like spread eagle. Yeah, that's Pretty what we much, used to do. Yeah. And we used yeah. to think we were so cool. We'd go over the banister and we'd like swing our sleeping bags to the bottom. Like that, yes. like so that we'd have to carry them, and then we'd we'd go on either side of the banister and spread the eagle our way down Clarking staircase, and then we'd sit in the front room and watch Under Siege. And did we fall asleep one time and get caught by your mom and dad? Yeah, my dad came down in the morning to uh, the s- static on the video player. Oh, that, that, that's, that, that's the closest we got to. Uh, to and you were twenty five. We were twenty five yeah. years old. There you go. <laughs> How about you, Adam? Were you a? Did you? Were you a teenage rebel? No, I became a handful a bit later on. Um, after I'd left school, probably in my early twenties. Actually, no, I was—I must have been about eighteen or nineteen. And I got a job at a restaurant, and I started 
having a relationship with a waitress who was quite a bit older than me and I'd bring her home and we'd sort of um, have sexy sessions in my bedroom and it was totally inappropriate in every conceivable way and I don't know how my parents put up with it. Um, so your parents could just hear through the through the door. <laughs> it wasn't I will, noisy. I will kill you sometime. Oh. I will kill you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Oh god. I was just thought that's just brought Adam's back. Adam's at it again. That's brought Adam. back to me a caravan holiday I went on with my mum and dad with my first ever proper girlfriend, and and like it, obviously it's a caravan. <laughs> there's nowhere to go, but obviously because we were seventeen, we were like, there's no way we can't not have sex. Yeah. So I just don't have sex. It's four nights. <laughs> just don't have sex. We're like, we've got to have it's sex. It's not an option, though. No, it's just not an option. Have you, have you been watching normal people? Yeah. 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 It was like the opposite of that. Like, it was like so unsexy. Oh, man. They are unable to stop themselves shagging in normal people. And I totally... I sympathise, I guess, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm not looking forward to that stage in my children's development. Oh my God, yeah, of course, you've got that coming up. I suppose so. If they have the uh, wherewithal, I don't know, maybe maybe they will... Well, and especially maybe if they, they, they will just be the... Are they watching normal people? Because, you know, if you're 15 or 16 at the moment and normal people's on BBC Three, you're, you're going to be like, oh, okay... Here we go. Yeah. This is me. I want to yeah. study at Trinity. This is me. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of applicants going to Trinity, aren't there? <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think like normal people's going to set the pattern now. If you're 15, 16, you're going to think, oh, okay, here we go. Sexy times. Yeah, but I mean, most people don't look like those two, though, do they? No, they certainly didn't at my school. <laughs> In your <laughs> caravan. <laughs> They're supposed to be not normal people, but they're both fairly attractive. I Do you think that's say. what it should be called? Fairly fit people? <laughs> yeah. Unusually attractive people. Yeah, yeah that's what I like. <laughs> um, I feel like, um, I think I've seen more of her nipples than I've seen of anyone. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen more of her nipples than I have of my wife's nipples <laughs> for the last 25 years, I think. <laughs> I know them so well. Oh, there they are again. Hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you guys for 10 minutes. Are you going to get them on the podcast for an interview? <laughs> um, the... they, w- they won't appear together. You have to do that. You have to pay twice as much for both. They've had a huge falling out because of the success of the show. What, the, ni- right. the, the nipples? Exactly. The nipples, yeah. yeah. They're not... One is being billed slightly higher than the Absolutely, other one. Absolutely, they're not... <laughs> I can't believe they still do that. Um, I, I watch a show called Billions, and it stars Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis. And on the credits, Paul Giamatti's name is on the lower left-hand corner of the screen, and Damian Lewis is on the right hand, but slightly higher. No. Yes, because they're stupid agents of towering battled it out style. so that. My guy has to have his name a little bit higher than your guy. He can, yes, okay, he can have the left, which people read first, but that means that our guy has to be higher so that it looks like he's more better than your guy. Okay? I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, you're already on TV. Just enjoy it. It's bonkers, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, you're listening to Pappy's Flat Slab with Tom, Ben, Adam Buxton, and it's produced by Emma Corsham. 
Hey, Emma Corsham. Um, so and Ma- I would and like Matthew to- Crosby's here. Um, I would it, like it, to point out that I was pleased um, that we also got to see the man's willy and normal people. Oh, yeah, you did get to see his Taj, didn't you? Yeah, which was... I've was... not seen it yet. But, oh, you've uh, not but, got the willy on the show. I've got something, uh, the, the show and the willy. I got... Is the willy... I'm, I'm on, like, episode four. Is it, like... Do they save oh, it for like the season finale kind of thing? The Willie's still to come. Yeah, yeah. I think. It, I think. Oh, well, yes. No, I don't know if that's, <laughs> as far as I can tell, the Willie's come a lot. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it 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 pops up uh, sort of midway through the oh. university. No, it doesn't again. It's right, forget. Anyway, the the Willie. The willy makes itself known. That's all I need to say. Um, the willy is unzipped and pulled out of the guy's pants, fully erect. There you go. I'm trying to avoid any any innuendo. Uh, no, it's, you, know, you don't see you don't see it fully erect. And also, you do see it much less than the nipples. But uh, well, there's only one willy. There's only one willy. He's got a more powerful agent. I don't know. <laughs> that we were watching. Uh, we were watching it the other day, and. Uh, there's a, there's a, have you seen the, the episode where she gets a small spoiler but she gets drunk at a party and goes up to him and says um, I want you to fuck me have you seen that uh, that bit Tom? yeah yeah oh sorry so, yeah. Well, it's, so um, we were watching that and um, <laughs> it, it this is a, a genuine sign of the sort of people we're becoming but um, my wife and I were watching it and uh, she went oh dear just like a knee-jerk reaction. Oh dear! Look, oh there's, dear! There's no need. There's no need for that. There's, come on! There's no need for you. My... <laughs> yeah. Well, you can imagine what my wife. I mean, how old are you guys? I'm forty. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we got ten years on you. So my wife's version of that was just, oh no, no, <laughs> and got got up and went to make a cup of tea because we were watching with our son, right? Who's seventeen, oh, so he's over God. in there. That must be excruciating Ooh. for you and him. Oh, it's a tough no. watch for him. Uh, I think he was okay because we were. I mean, I I kept on talking about the nipples. You can imagine what I was like. Yeah, I was just <laughs> here, here they on. are again. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to see the torch? For goodness' sake. <laughs> <laughs> gosh um yeah so uh so yeah that's i should i should I, yeah i should say as well by the way my wife my wife's not 40 she won't uh she won't like that she's right uh, okay yeah, so she's yeah but she's but she is a massive prude um, <laughs> total prude yeah. well she's 55 so, isn't she <laughs> but um, <laughs> but for ronan uh what that What's all adds up to for ronan <laughs> oh, is yeah don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be fine. It'll get it'll and get worse once they become sexually active and start bringing people home. So, enjoy it now. Enjoy it now before you get. You'll to wish that. they had killed you by the time they turn teenager. <laughs> yeah, and if if that fails, then go for the uh, the old double lock on the uh, double lock on the door. Uh, two two gates that they can piss through. You're fine. <laughs> and also, I'm trying to think seriously what I would do if I was them. It's tough, man. Child spitting, scratching and telling you that they're going to kill you. That is a tough one, especially during lockdown, I would imagine. Oy, yeah. But um, I don't know. Just keep saying, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you would be good in prison. <laughs> you really would. You really would. I think that's beef solved. From the sorting out your beef. beef solved. My beef is with one of my sons, who is a teenager, and he has got from somewhere this new technique of arguing which is whenever we ask him to do something recently it was to uh, clean the toilet one of the uh, we got a couple of toilets 
and the one that he uses is like a <laughs> toilet from the 1970s in a rough pub. Um, uh, it's got a condom machine in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but it's been smashed. Right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, All the condoms have gone. Um, and he just won't engage. He's like, why? Why do I need to keep it clean? And so I laugh and I go, well, because it's disgusting. It smells. Can't you smell that? And he goes, no, not really. It seems fine to me. And so then I say, well, it's unsanitary. I mean, uh, especially nowadays, you know, germs. I don't know if you've heard, but we're at war with them, big style. <laughs> and um, why not let's all just uh, keep things clean and reduce the chances of people becoming ill from uh, being infected by fucking germs. And um, he and he says, uh, he, he just says, look, I appreciate that you're irritated and this stuff makes sense to you, but it doesn't make sense to me because I'm 15. Oh, no. And, um, and maybe... Uh, and I know that probably in a few years, I'll understand where you're coming from. <laughs> but right now, I just don't. And it doesn't make any sense. And it's because I'm 15. It's pretty normal, I think. So he's using Whoa. the sort of step back old man argument. Well, that's amazing. Like, that's, yeah. It's so good. It's high, like it's, it's highlighting the, the, the fundamental differences between the two of you, which is he's cool and young he's got his whole life ahead of him and he doesn't care he doesn't no no worries he's you know. got he's he got perspective and you haven't that's what he's kind of he's got perspective he loves the smell of old urine um <laughs> the smell of me death. because i'm i'm uptight and old i, I just don't really like the smell of piss <laughs> right so yeah he's he's just using mind games on me and there's not i can't really i just immediately get frustrated and and um you know the more frustrated i get the less i'm able to argue in a coherent and rational way with him and so i end up just spluttering and saying just clean the fucking toilet i don't say fucking um but i do get irritated and say in very strong terms that i think he should clean up the toilet well we can't solve your problem ourselves unfortunately but we do have Fanshawe Standen. In fact, Tom, would you like to go and get Fanshawe Standen, please? Off we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, so, Fanshawe, <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard Adam's beef here with his son. Um, what's your advice? Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, <laughs> Adam there, with his little problem, I was listening and thinking to myself, it reminds me of a little story. <laughs> now, you, yeah. pro you probably remember... Old Man Jackson Five <laughs> over there. <laughs> Old man. He lived. Interesting name. He. I don't know why we called him that, but he he lived down the road there. Old Man Jackson Five with his. He had a little pet horse. Okay. You remember oh, yeah. now the horse and he inseparable. One day walking in the forest there. Jackson Five and his horse come across an old well and fall in it. A bold move, people have said. <laughs> well, to this day, we never know whether they decided to go in together or ended up there alone. 
There they are, bottom of a well. Horse and man, man and horse, looking up the well. Old man Jackson 5, he turns to his horse and says, Well, what do we do now? Horse looks at him. <laughs> Couldn't understand a word. <laughs> I, I'm going to cut a long story short here. He had to eat the horse. And that's not a... <laughs> he, he ate the horse. And uh, we found him three days later. And I, to this day, I'll never understand why he didn't just just stand on top of that horse. Oh. Well, I'm going to go now. Bye! <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks, Fanshawe. Adam, is that, wow. has that helped you in any way to sort of um, come to terms with the problems you're going through with your son? Do you think that's brought you a sort of greater understanding of the, uh, the divide between the two of you? I should stand on him. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I, you know, if you want to take a very literal interpretation of it, then sure, fair enough. But uh, I think we'll the never. I think what, what I think I mean. what the judge is saying is, stop understanding and start overstanding. <laughs> exactly. I think there it is. Exactly. I think there it might be. Those those are words to close on. I'd say that's um that's fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, by the way, Adam. It's been so nice having you as a guest. Absolutely. Oh, man, it's nice to see you guys. I literally, apart from my family, haven't seen another human being in ages and ages. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure yeah, seeing really you. Yeah, really lovely um, to see you, buddy. So we just talked very quickly. You've got your audio book out, which is fantastic. Oh, don't feel you have to no, 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 do it's, the plug. It's, uh, the only reason I'm saying, <laughs> literally, I'll, I'll tell you now that... Um, we were recording another episode uh, just before we, we spoke to you, and I yeah. went in to see um, I went in to see my wife and my little daughter who are in the other room, and um, uh, Charlie had been listening to the pod, uh, to the uh, to the to the uh, audiobook and had been crying. She was so oh, so, so moved by it. She was she was crying. She she absolutely loves it. She thinks it's fantastic. Oh, that's good. I'm glad she wasn't crying because she felt so angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's money I'm never going to get back. Um, exactly. That I was being given a platform for my driveling middle class whines. No, it's 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 really fantastic, and it's like it's more than a, like it's more than an audio book, isn't it? Because it's got the the rambles and it's there's this like spotify playlist you can listen to if you've been listening to around the house it's really it's really it's brilliant. a multi-platform experience it's a multi-platform experience exactly and the uh q chord uh features heavily in some oh, of the jingles as well. oh yes oh no, could you play us out with a little q chord then would you mind uh I, f I still feel a bit sad about my improvisation from the first one but i will <laughs> do my best uh let's go for rock Yeah! Pappy's... Here we go! <laughs> That's it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They call me the king of Q-Cord Impro. <laughs> well, we absolutely loved it. Thank you so much, Adam. Thanks, Cheers. Adam. <laughs> Cheers. See you soon. Take care, you guys. See ya. See bye you, mate. Bye-bye. What a treat that was. We could have rumbled on all day there, couldn't we? Yeah, it was really fun. I really wish we could have chatted for, for even longer, but then that would have been too much, I think. You could have too much of a, too much of a good thing. Well, once we'd got into normal people territory. It feels yeah, like we were just chatting about feels normal like people. Every, feels like every chat these days ends up talking about normal people. That's like, I always end up talking about normal people. It's a hell of a show. Um, this episode, as you know, is sponsored by Normal People on BBC Three. Do watch it. <laughs>
Turns out a dressing gown isn't a character, but taking off a dressing gown really is. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um, we've got an email here from... Yes. Do you want to read this one out, uh, Tom? Because it actually pertains to you. This is from Robin via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Please get in touch. Stop messing about. He's got Get a... in touch. Hello, Robin. Ha- Robin writes, hello, Emma, and the other three. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Oh. As a patron, I am sad to say that I have a beef with the podcast, but don't worry. The jamboree isn't in danger. I will take these matters no further, but I feel that you should be aware. Firstly, when I was listening to a Beef Brothers Cold Cuts recently, I realised something. Perhaps Fanshaw Standen would be able to tell more apposite stories if you didn't make him stand in the corridor while you go through what the listener's beef is. Interesting. He makes a very good point here, does Robin, actually. actually. It must be be terrible to be asked into a podcast recording and then be forced to say something relevant with no notice. Relevance being very kind. I assume that Parry must explain the beef when he goes out to get him. But he only has a few seconds to do so. No wonder some mm. of the stories don't even have a tangential relationship <laughs> with the beef. Why can't he be in the room so he can hear it when everybody else does? Also, I assume that Mr. Standen is an older gentleman, so I do hope that he has a seat out in the corridor and is comfortable whilst waiting. Secondly, at the risk of proving that people who don't eat gluten don't have a sense of humour. <laughs> oh, as a celiac... <laughs> I have to point out that offering me a rye vita would be a real slap in the face because celiacs can't eat rye either. Sorry, that's delighted me. I don't know why. Celiacs (laughs) must avoid wheat, barley, rye and sometimes oat. Despite the mistreatment of Deep South lawyers and celiacs, I love the podcast and it is really brightening up this time in lockdown. Sometimes when I'm listening to you, I have to stop what I am doing because I am laughing so hard. Thanks, Robin. Well, what a lovely email. Thank you for getting in touch, Robin. Uh, you make some very, very astute points. Yes. You do. Uh, unfortunately, we did try having Fanshawe in the room with us and uh, he talks way too much. And also the smell is it's too much to take for long he than five minutes. he also much prefers to be at lunch he says so he's lunch yeah he's lunching right up until he gets uh gets on the microphone so uh he has but his methods i learn i methods. actually learn a lot from fanshaw though i don't think i've ever come away from fanshaw thinking oh, what the bloody hell was that all about i always think there's if you if you look you know it's a little bit like a magic eye picture if you relax yeah. your eyes and look beyond what he's saying <laughs> then relax your ears and listen beyond thank it thank you Clarky, it's, that's exactly it. So maybe it, Robbie he's like a magic eye picture in that he was more popular in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for getting in touch, though. Listeners, please do get in touch. It's so nice to hear from you uh, now more than ever. It's so lovely to have you getting in touch. So please keep on getting in touch. It's beefbrotherspodcast yeah. at gmail.com. So please, please do. Um, and oh, don't forget the Patreon as well patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flatshare loads of fun stuff over there yes um, but all that remains to be said Tom this episode was produced by the one and only Emma Corsham Corsham team have, uh, have fun out there guys or in there and uh, much love cheers everyone bye, bye. planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.